0: You want to book as much acting work as you can, as often as you can. We get that. The thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that. The art is more interesting than that.
1: By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. Here's the truth. When you bring your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader the kind of actor who books work
0: even after decades of working with actors all over the world in our classes at the BGB studio teaching coaching casting directing producing acting on set on stage behind the camera and in front nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice humanize the business And book work doing it.
1: We're here on the podcast in our online classes at the BGB Studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership.
0: Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're going to hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the acting podcast from the BGB Studio. Finding and maintaining success as an actor requires intense focus in your acting work. It's a consistent practice.
1: But in a business this dynamic and this fraught with emotional landmines, achieving your goals also requires addressing specific elements of your career and your life. To be successful, you have to take a long look at what you want your career to look like and what practical daily steps you're taking to get there.
0: And you have to be taking responsibility for the mental and emotional roadblocks that keep you from success. So to make sure the work gets done, we offer career coaching and life design coaching. It's via Skype and Zoom for actors all over the world.
1: In our career coaching sessions, you'll find ways to let go of guilt, doubt, fear, regret, and powerlessness, embrace your gifts, and come up with strategies to realize your projects to network effectively, to engage with your representatives successfully, and to make money doing what you love. Together we will turn the energy of frustration into the energy of doing and creating. In
0: life design coaching sessions, you'll come to a deeper awareness of the emotional and mental blocks that stand in your way. You'll change your relationship with those blocks, and then we'll tailor a doable, daily practice that creates positive change in your life. It's awareness to intention to action. It's about removing what's in your way and creating presence and power in your life so you can show up for yourself and your career.
1: So to schedule a career coaching or life design coaching session or a series of coaching sessions, go to braemangarciabrawn.com coaching or click the link in our podcast show notes
0: and if you use the promo code podcast you get a 10 percent discount on your first session
1: welcome everybody to season two of the acting podcast this episode was recorded earlier in the year pre-covid and we're excited to finally share it with you we find the conversation in this episode to be relevant vital and inspiring now in fact more than ever keep listening and enjoy Hey everybody, today we have the wonderful privilege to talk to a group of actor parents and BGB actors who found a way to balance parenthood with their careers. So before we get into all the challenges and triumphs of their experiences, let us introduce these extraordinary artists and parents to you. Eddie Cahill broke into television in the role of Rachel's helplessly unqualified but sweet adorable assistant tag on Friends. Following that, Eddie appeared on several television series, including Sex and the City and Felicity, before landing his most career-defining role to date as homicide detective Don Flack in the long-running TV series CSI New York, which we did together. He was last seen as Connor Wallace on ABC's Conviction. And in film, Eddie made his debut in Disney's Miracle, playing USA hockey icon Jim Craig. Eddie lives in Los Angeles with his wife and son. Kate Cohen is an actor and writer with recurring roles on Jane the Virgin and HBO Silicon Valley. She also appeared in Curb Your Enthusiasm, Law & Order: True Crime, Lucifer, Gordimer Gibbons, How to Get Away with Murder, Scorpion, just to name, but a few of her TV credits. Kate spent several years dancing with the Radio City Rockettes, which served as the basis for her critically acclaimed one-woman show, Out of Line, which was developed into a pilot for ABC and Kate is also a teacher here at the BGB studio. Heather Brooker is an actress, entertainment reporter, two-time Emmy award-winning journalist, and TV personality. Millions of people watch her every week on NBCLA.com, where she's in the trailblazing role of digital entertainment reporter, the first ever at MBCLA and in the LA news market. Not only does Heather manage the multi-layered responsibility of hosting and producing weekly entertainment segments for NBC LA, she also draws listeners in with engaging conversations on her Webby award-winning podcast, Motherhood in Hollywood. She's appeared in over 40 films and television shows and has a reach of more than a quarter million followers across her social media platforms. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband, daughter, and what we're hearing, is her internet famous cat, Gracie, I Love You. Anna Silk was born and raised in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada, a fellow Canadian. Her breakthrough role was as the lead character, Beau, on the sci-fi showcase hit series, Lost Girl. Anna won fan choice at the Canada Screen Awards and was nominated for a Golden Maple Award for her work on the show. Prior to Lost Girl, She was best known for her role of Cassidy on the popular Canadian series Being Erica, for which she received a Gemini nomination. Her film credits include Assassin's Tale, Breakfast with Scott, Do Not Bend, Where the Truth Lies, and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And on the small screen, appearances include Ghost Whisperer, Till Death Do Us Part, TNT's acclaimed miniseries The Company, and Angela's Eyes. Anna currently resides in Los Angeles with her husband Seth and their two boys, Sam And Levi. Hi, everybody.
2: Hello. Thanks for
1: being here today to talk about parenting and career and kids and all of that and how that goes hand in hand and how sometimes it doesn't. So, first, um, we want to just go around the room and have you, we can start with you, Heather. Just say your name and um, what was it like? before being a parent, if you can remember, and what was a defining moment when you realized, oh, I'm balancing this thing, career and parenting?
3: Um, well, I'm Heather Brooker, and um, gosh, life before I was a parent, yeah. specifically in, in Hollywood, <laughs> um, uh, I felt a lot more freedom, I guess, but I don't know I don't know if that's the right word, because I still feel like I'm pretty free in my life. I. I felt a lot more selfish, <laughs> I have a lot more um, uh, ambitions and goals and things like that now and I think um, my whole journey as a parent in Hollywood has really been an evolving process since my daughter, You know, I've been taking her to auditions with me since she was probably two months old and I incorporate her in every part of my life as an actress and as a performer and um, I think it's... There was never maybe one specific moment where I was like, oh, I'm doing this um, because it seems to still be evolving. And I'm like, oh, I'm still doing this. So um, my main thing is just letting people know that it is possible to be a parent in this industry and still have a career and um, and family life.
1: Yeah. Cool. How's, how old is your daughter now? She's
3: six and a half. Okay. Her name is Channing and she's the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> she's definitely a little mini me, that's for sure.
4: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Um, well, life before children within the, you know, in the industry specifically was definitely uh, more about hustle for me. Like it felt like it had this beat to it all the time that was about the hustle, um, which was not that enjoyable in hindsight, but, um, but it definitely felt like that. Um, you know, I had my first son while filming a series, so I went back to work when he was five weeks old back to set wow. full time, which, which was crazy, um, but you know they accommodated it, they, they were just, they had a bigger trailer, I had, they, they, everything I needed I had. Um, and my, my husband was a full time dad, so it was kind of an unnatural beginning to parenthood. <laughs> um, you know, going back to your trailer to pump and all that kind of stuff, and it wasn't until the show sort of ended that I really kind of fell into the rhythm of parenthood and started to realize what that felt like. And I guess that started to feel, it felt very divided to me in the beginning. Uh, it felt like, you know, work is one thing and parenting is another thing. And I felt like I was compartmentalizing those things all the time. Um, and it was actually a conversation with Steve Braun over here that switched that around for me.
1: Oh, wow. What well, did Steve Braun and you talk yeah. about?
0: No I idea. <laughs> about a year ago. No clue.
4: Oh yeah. And I said, you know, acting doesn't feel good to me anymore. It didn't feel good. Wow. It didn't feel like it used to, and I said maybe I don't. Maybe I don't want to do it anymore. And Steve, in his wisdom, said, uh, you know, but part of it was because I felt like I I had to become that thing I used to be to make it happen. And in his wisdom, he said, you know, you need to develop a new relationship with acting, and that was like a light bulb moment for me. I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, so then it felt more seamless to develop that new relationship as a mother. And it's much more joyful for me now and much more cohesive. So I was very grateful to you, Steve.
1: I love that. That's yeah. a, that, yeah, because we all have to do that. We yeah. have to keep evolving, yeah. Um, that was Anna Silk. Eddie Eddie
5: Cahill here. Um, (laughs) Like Anna, I was on a series when my son was born, who's now 10 years old. And I want to say we were in the seventh um, season of a nine-season run. And I think up until that point, I was sort of... You know, I was squarely in the identity of a working actor and and feeling the sort of the success of being a series regular and very comfortable in that identity um, to to a degree, I should say. And and then that segued into this like sense that it should be enough to now be a provider in a sense, you know, because this is all seems working. Um, But I do I do remember the moment my son was born sort of immediately feeling like holy shit I am out of my depth <laughs> how <so?
0: laughs> I am
5: deeply out of my depth yeah
0: word um, same word. felt the same way <laughs>
5: you know what I mean and I had two seasons oh. left of the show to, to hide that you know and then and then oh. continue working yeah. I think just because the my my model was for lack of a better way to put it it just felt like I and I don't often feel this way and I, I don't think I was translating it this way to myself but I was like not so much that I'm doing everything right, but everything is working, right? Everything is working. I got work. I'm a, you know, as a young man who who sort of, and I I grew up in a model where there were women who worked that I remember was more born out of necessity. Like my mother worked in retail; it wasn't like a career drive. You know what I mean? So folks worked because folks worked. So I think it created a worldview for me that like. This was, this was enough as the male parent, until the kid arrived. And then I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know. I'm sure we'll go on, and I'll, you know, we'll yeah, t- well, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, tell yeah. the whole story now because yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. no one will talk. Yeah,
1: that's significant. You know? But <laughs> yeah. it, was,
5: it was alarming. And yeah. I mean, to the point, and I'll, I'll confess this, and it's a bit embarrassing, I remember when the nurse took my son and, and, and went to hand him to me for the first time, and I said, I'm not ready. Really? Yeah, I was like, I'm not ready. I just wasn't oh, ready.
1: Wow.
5: Yeah. Which is embarrassing. And and I think even has, you know, been a conversation in my relationship since. Yeah. You know, in its own way, but
0: but it's such a monumental thing like being handed that child figuratively or literally and yeah. it represents I think in a lot of ways particularly to people who are actors who have um, done the work of carving out some sort of identity of themselves within a very difficult industry and achieve some success at it to then have that identity on some level shattered uh, is jarring I think totally. uh, in a lot of ways for mothers physically and otherwise uh, for fathers in a different way but all the same
5: yeah because uh, it's seismic right there's like there's the moment before you're I remember I remember looking at the clock there's the moment before that kid is born and then there's a new identity you know it's like the, it, it, and I was like what the shit so yeah, no and that's
1: a huge thing and I think we will talk about that a little bit later how significant that really is and how that impacts you mm-hmm. as a human being and as a parent as a man as a woman differently and all that mm-hmm. yeah thank you for sharing that though oh, of that's, course yeah
2: I think i very
0: emotional it yeah, means
5: I'm dying over
2: here <laughs> Yeah, <me too. laughs> I'm having a hard time
0: yeah. uh, take your time I'm yeah. happy to yeah. vamp yeah. for you <laughs> yeah. 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 That's,
2: that's, awesome. that's just beautiful yeah it is. And,
0: and what it, what it to me what it speaks to and again like this notion of identity of uh perhaps more than other professions and maybe this is just me uh being naive but uh you know you pursue this thing that's hard to pursue you give it your all there's an element of um uh, it's a it's a one player sport to a certain extent even though when you're actually working you're in collaboration but it's you like trudging up the hill and then all of a sudden there's something that distracts that pulls you away that you have to integrate on some level it's not about you um this thing that might have felt indulgent uh, particularly for external people who thought you should have gone to law school or whatever like no no i'm gonna push back against it and do this thing that fills me up and and then you have a child there and so now you're gonna leave that child to go do this thing that fills you up what right do you have Well, I'm doing it to provide for my family, but sometimes you're not. This Mm. is just an audition. Like all that stuff comes up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, So then who are you? Are you a mom? Uh, Are you a father? Are you a parent? Are you an actor? Which? Well, the agent is going to drop you if you say you're a mom, you know, and and make good on that and like not, uh, you know, not uh, give them their full attention. So it it, it all gets it's fraught with landmines, which is why we're here. And by the way, which my phone why is my phone is here because I got two hours of sleep last night. Mm. I have to pick up my older daughter at two. My wife has mastitis and uh, my youngest has runny poop. So I'm checking in
2: and I may have to leave. Yeah, yeah. um, (laughs) Real talk, real talk. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so this is Kate Cohen. I think um, I was not at a point in my career where I felt confident that having a baby would allow me to come back to it. So a part of me thought, it's time, and I'm going to do this, and let's see. And I was willing to take that Risk. I also had a hard time having the children. So the, the longer it took to have one, the more important it became, and the more I thought, this is worth me taking a step away from the struggle, from the hustle, from all of that. Uh, I remember fertility doctors telling me to, you know, remove any stress from my life. I was like, oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> great, great. I guess I'll be stepping away from that for a while, and then. Once I had my first daughter, and I think I had my first audition at three when she was three and a half weeks old, and I was so excited and grateful that it was still there, that of course my sister was visiting, and she held her in the car outside the studio, and I <laughs> breastfed her right before I ran in. And um, But it wasn't until she was about six months old that I came home from an audition, and she was on the floor in front of me, and she sat up for the first time, but I missed it because I was redoing the audition in my head oof, oof. I was there going like oh, I should have done that I should have done that and she was just smiling and looking at me and I just thought oh okay if I'm gonna do this I'm no longer gonna do it this way because I'm gonna miss it I'm gonna miss all of this so I always go back to that moment of like be present and it's not worth and what it what was I doing right it wasn't like you were really working. working I was obsessing and from that moment on I said this I will only do this if it's easy and actually that was like my motto for several years that worked really well wow. i'm like this has to be easy because this is not yeah. parenting is not it didn't yeah. wasn't for me so there's no, I was, no the
1: parenting is not easy
2: let's get real i mean it's, well and know. especially with babies i'm yeah, not a baby the, yeah. babies are not my as my friend says zone of genius <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: What, your so, zone of yeah. genius, I Started love genius. that. Okay. But,
0: uh,
2: yeah. yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. I'm there right now, and it's hard. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's intense. There you go. You
2: have, you have toll, yeah, you've the physical
0: toll, even on the father, and all this. Yeah. And, uh, the mental, emotional toll. It, it's it's challenging. So uh, let's then just go to those places, and I suspect you know we talked about six months or three months was the first time. Um, what is that moment like the first time that you step away from your kid in some significant way, either because you're going to set or to an audition? Or to another city, uh, because, you know, it, that's an interesting moment, right? When kids in school or whatever, or whatever that is, you have roots somewhere, and all of a sudden the agent says, congratulations, you're leaving your child for six months. And you're like, oh, great, but also that sucks, you know? Yeah, um, at whatever age, because right. I know
1: I did it, you know, when my kids were um, a little bit older, Right. but it's still devastating, so, you know?
0: But Heather, you talk about that, that integrating Channing into your life. Mm-hmm. Are there moments, though, when for work you have to step away, and what's that like for you?
3: Yeah, um, it's interesting because I now have a job that is not necessarily in acting, but it's still in entertainment. Um, through Motherhood in Hollywood, I was hired at NBC here in Los Angeles as their entertainment reporter.
0: Can I interject in one second? Just yeah. say, like, it's so fucking badass that you did that. And also, like, no. you, <laughs> that, like you took that. Like, you made that, yeah, which is right. so yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, you created well done. the position
3: for me. It did not exist before, um, yeah. before I came along. And I'm, I'm so grateful for this job every day. And mm. So I'm still in the entertainment industry. I still go cool on auditions. But I travel a lot more for um, NBC stuff, like to go and press junkets or press trips or whatever. And one of the things that I loved about motherhood in Hollywood was that I, if I do get invited on trips, I can take my daughter with me. Like she's very much a part of everything that I do. Everything I do on social media, we, you know, she's a part of that too. And, um, I, and like what you were saying, if, if it's hard, I don't want to do it. (laughs) So if there's not a way I can incorporate my family life into my job or into my um, career with my business with Motherhood in Hollywood now, I don't wanna do it. Cause it's not worth it to me to not be able to pick her up from school um, and not be able to spend time with her. Like obviously there are times when we work, we can't be there every single time and that is heartbreaking. But at the same time I know, I was a person before I had her that had career goals and dreams and um, was a member of the workforce and all of that. And I want her to see that mommy does work I have a job, I have m- multiple jobs and a business, but I'm still there for her when she needs me to be there. I'm still there for her after school. We go to ballet, we go to you know soccer, we do all of those things together. And if there's a time where she feels like I'm not present, I very much encourage her to tell me because sometimes I don't notice um i'm on my phone a lot like this is really hard for me you guys i'm wanting to know that <laughs> um, i have my phone in front of me but i'm like uh-huh, don't touch uh-huh. it uh-huh. <laughs> um, i'm on my phone a lot for work because my job as a digital reporter and um, mm. someone whose business is online yeah. is all on my phone And um, I encourage her to tell me if she feels like I'm not present with her or if I'm not there. And she does, she'll be like, mommy. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. So, um, and that's super helpful. And then I am, but I also want her to see that it's okay for me to be a working mom and working person, you know? I want her to have, see that that's important because she used to say, um, Daddy goes to work every day, but you get to stay home. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, Mommy works really, really hard, but it's just in a different way. I don't have a 9-to-5 typical office job like Daddy does, you know, but I definitely do still work. Um, and I love that I get to find ways to incorporate her into that as much as I can.
1: And it gives her real value in yeah. understanding what that is for her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: And, you know, I, And I, I, you asked earlier if there was a moment where um, I did realize that this was a different path and that um, that I could do both, be a mom. And I realized I was at an audition for Jane the Virgin. It was like the 13th time I auditioned for that show. <laughs> and I was like, just really frustrated and feeling like it was never gonna happen. And I had taken her with me and she was about three maybe and couldn't find a sitter. All my friends were busy. So I was like, okay, you get to go with me. And she'd see me practicing in the parking lot and in the car, you know, like we do. We all sit there and run our lines and stuff. And um, I took her into the room with me, and she sat down and she watched. And um, uh, Cassandra said, Thanks so much. And as we were leaving, she goes, Good job, mommy. I think you've got it. And I was like,
5: oh. <laughs> oh. And I was like,
3: That's all I need to know. If my daughter would cast me, then that's all, oh, wow. that's all I need to know. But that was so validating for me for her to see this is why mommy <laughs> reads these scripts all the time and talks to herself sometimes
1: in the car, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, she got to she, see where it she goes. Got, she gets to see, mm, but sure. it was just
3: her, like, encouragement yeah. that I was like, oh, she get like, she's so sweet. And
0: so. what's interesting, you know, yeah. you and Kate both talk about, um, I will only do this if it's easy, and uh, mm-hmm. I think for people who don't have kids, like, To me, what that means is your priorities have changed and there is something that you will have to prioritize now. So, I mean, can you imagine, I'm thinking of myself at 24 pursuing an acting career, someone saying, well, what you should do is you should only do it if it's not difficult for you. And like at 24, I'm like, no, make this difficult. This should be difficult. Do you You want want my my arm? I'll give it to you. you you, you, Whatever. (laughs) And that's a big, big shift, right? Oh, there's something that is uh, more important Mm -hmm. almost all the time at, at the very least equal important. And so, uh, th- if, if I have to go to Culver city, you know, at six oh. o'clock on a Friday, I'm going to say no or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. Or we'll have to reschedule that. Um, but I also think it's a different kind of selfishness, mm-hmm. you know, the selfishness in a great way of my relationship with my children is, is my value. Mm. And it makes total sense. You know, when you're not a parent and you're without getting obsessed with the hustle of it, like you had talked about. There's still this sense of, I need to be doing this for myself. And it's great. That's a great part of your young life. And there comes a point when other things become more important and the selfishness turns to the relationship with your with your family.
3: And this industry yeah. is so fickle, as we're sure we all know. And it's not going to be there for you all the time. Like
1: Rarely will it. Rarely yes. will this industry
3: ever <laughs> be there for you. Yeah. But your kids and your family, they're always going to be there. Always. And so... Um, yeah I mean I just feel like I I got tired of waiting for Hollywood to do what I thought it should be doing and you know so I decided to make my own path and you know prioritize my family it's amazing because
5: I would add to that too I think the industry is always there for itself sure and that and and the kind of things we cultivate I I very much relate to the sense of intensity you know you have coming up and I felt like You know, to be somewhat dramatic about it, it's like, all right, well, I've spent all this time and you know, cultivating this like murder muscle. You know what I mean? That has allowed me to survive in in a in a very insecure and self-conscious kind of endeavor. You know, and even in spite of success and all that, but that does not translate to loving a child that does not translate right. to loving another person For anyway. yourself for yeah. yourself yeah, yeah. indeed yeah. and and there's nothing inside of this industry that is loving you back mm-hmm. and that's confusing when you're being treated well you know what i mean because <laughs> I, I three years ago after my last series i came back and i was gone Three years in a row for six months, so I missed half of five, six, and seven of my kids. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, I missed basketball as a total experience. Wow. Unless he picks it up again, yeah. You know, which is, you know, you you, you know, whatever. It's 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 part of the game. You miss a lot of things, but I also noticed I started to become a little bit of a stranger to him. It was a bit more common that I wasn't around than I was around and that started to grate on me and then how that manifest how that sort of discomfort manifested in me didn't then present itself in ways that worked to build relationships. So I really I was like, I'm like, fuck man, I don't really know what to do. So I came back and was like, I- I'm taking a break. Um it's it's been a longer break than I anticipated. <laughs> uh, but in that time it's like after as it went on and I thought like well I'll commit myself to the family and then lived in this place of going I have, a, I have some notion, you know, I'm not like totally inept as a person, but <laughs> but it really came home to me like, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. And the only way I know to solve things has no application, you know, and, and in that like, I remember it hit me. I was like, there was one moment where I was home and I decided to stay home and we were doing like work on the house and like materially everything was great. And I was, I was like a wreck, and I'm like, I can't fucking figure, like, and then I, suddenly I'm like, I'm on an iPad, I'm looking, I'm just scrolling aimlessly looking at new cars, I have no desire for a car, I certainly have no fucking need for a car, you know what I mean? And I put the iPad down, and I was like, you need God. End of story. I was like, that's like, that's how it came to me. You know, I didn't know what that meant. I had no fucking idea where this was all going. But I think it was a desperate cry for inside of myself or not a desperate cry, but a real voice saying like, there's another way to learn about how to relate to people that you need to figure out. it's so interesting. And it, ain't happening. And
0: it speaks to, um, if I think of the reasons why I pursued an acting career when I did, it was because I had a broken home. For mm-hmm. me, it was running. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, uh, and, I, and I poured it into mm-hmm. an acting career. And so that totally antithetical to the roots and the love and the soft heart, yes. and I mean, so much of an acting career is having your dukes up when they reject or tell you you're nothing, yes. and and how do you absorb or, or deflect or whatever that? And all of a sudden, here's this beautiful child in front of me, and you have no choice but to have a soft heart, or you can't deal with that with that child. That's I mean, right. You're, you're not going to find a way in through the tools. I mean, you said as much through the tools that that you get, uh, except for perhaps in the art Well, uh, indeed, the, the,
5: that's a whole different thing. But right. pursuing a life in business is right. about. I'm pursuing this thing and I'm getting and I'm going after something and there's so much we were talking about this earlier there's so much encouragement in our culture and in this culture of Hollywood in particular for acquisition being the thing you get you deserve get out there you work hard you do it none of that communicates love to a child there, or, or and love so, to anybody It's and, love and, to and anybody. it's there isn't
1: the softness and we'll yeah. talk a little about so it's like, how you how your relationship to acting has changed when as a parent and as you've had an emotional attachment to yeah. these creatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Because you have to learn how to give yourself away.
1: Yeah, exactly.
5: That's that's and that's where um, your abundance yeah, lives. Yeah. Ultimately. And that's where
1: your acting gets great. Yeah, it's yeah. True. deep and oh,
5: powerful. That's right.
1: And that's that's something that that's a great gift in this.
5: It's the greatest gift. Yeah. So you and say you parents
1: can... are better actors? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. Yes, yeah. I am going to say that too. There's a whole
0: bunch of, and probably you know, kids. There's a whole too. bunch of 20-somethings or whoever, right? Who are people who just have decided to yeah. not have kids who are rolling their eyes right now and <laughs> screw <laughs> these guys. Well, let's say, like
1: so instead of saying better, they're a mm-hmm. different kind of parent and, and, and you learn a different way back to your acting mm-hmm. through your parenting and that's inevitable. And not just, I mean, I'm not an actor, but it, it, it for me, it taught me how to be a better human being, a better professional entirely, a better, you know, artist of all kinds, you know? And that, so, that's what yeah. I
4: feel like I've learned from, you know, of all the things I've done in my life, I feel like parenting is actually the thing that I do really well. Oh, I um, And the reason that I'm so damn good at it <laughs> is because I allow myself to be wrong. I allow myself mistakes. You know, I allow myself, oh no, now I'll start crying, but I allow myself to discover what parenting is. Mm. And so, when I looked at it that way, I thought, well, I should do that. I should parent myself (laughs) in this business. You know, um, around the same time that I met with Steve, a year ago or so, I read this quote that was something like, uh, the the most resilient children come from the gentlest hands. And I loved Mm. it so much. I was like, that's so true, and Mm. I thought, well, maybe the most resilient artist can come from the gentlest hands. And so I actually started to do less. The hustle started to feel different to me. Because um, the hustle before, when, once I had children, I felt really ugly. And it wasn't something I wanted to do. It felt like I had to like turn into this monster to get out there and mm. put up my monster muscle and, and fight in the industry. I didn't want to do it anymore. I was like, that doesn't feel good to me. And well, so I I, I've learned so much as an artist from parenting. Mm. I really have,
0: and that's a that feels like a shift, <clears throat> just okay. generally, in the industry even mm-hmm. of uh, openness to softness and not this, uh, you know, strict iron hand of this patriarchal figure. That's you need to do this thing and it should hurt. And certainly around acting studios, which is the perspective that I come from, and I think we have seen. More growth when we offer space and softness, yeah. and and invite people to inhabit that space, as opposed to that violence. And and here we get to um, you know some of the ways that we all grew up, perhaps without wagging fingers or, or, or pointing them at anybody. Um, oh, I'll point. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. but, but some of this is, uh, you know, we get to uh, bring to bear uh, our experiences and our insights uh, and create that space for our own kids, you know. Kate, okay, with the moments that you talk about, I know you have this amazing story when you were on that commercial and uh, which you've talked about yeah, before, but, yeah. but moments when you felt before we get to that where you had to Make the choice to leave to do what it is that you do, um, and and how that made you feel. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, um, I uh, have not worked uh, for lengthy periods of time since having children. I work consistently, but I'm constantly looking and auditioning, or was I should say, and um, so my days were spent coming and going, a lot of children standing at the door screaming, don't leave. Like, (laughs) just, I mean, and really testing my, and, and sometimes pushing me out, making me want to leave because that need was so overwhelming and I needed a place for myself. And so for me, my, my acting has not been about bringing my kids with me. My acting has been about a place of solace and expression separate for them so that Mm -hmm. I can come back feeling, uh, more whole, yeah, I uh, and like I've had something for myself. And because, but it, I mean, that's different, you know, I haven't had the the question posed to me, do you want to go away for three months? That would be a very different, and at one point, very easy, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest. But, uh, and, and, a, and a wish that I had. But more important, yes, uh, a time on set when, because I didn't work consistently, and my husband has had the full-time job that has kept us stable, I have played into a power uh, dynamic that has been very complicated in that I don't earn enough so let me squeeze myself around what you do mm. S- and at one point going so far and he's been incredibly supportive and he's a very hands-on father. He works from home so he the commute is gone although he really does work separately but I. I remember at one point printing out a spreadsheet of what I had earned and how it did outdo the amount of nannying I had gotten that year. Hmm. And I said, it's worth it to me. Hmm. It's worth it to me that I feel sane and it's not about the money. I mean, and yet I felt that I, and it wasn't even coming from him, but I was like, I have to point out to you that even if I'm breaking even or barely making a profit, I feel whole.
0: We've, we've done that math too. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's
2: a lot. Yep. But but one of the things that I keep coming back to as everybody's talking that I want to say is that I've changed as an actor and as someone in this business because of my. I'm gonna cry now because of my girls. Because I think like that moment when she sat up the lack of, um, power I felt in my life. I was like, is this what I'm modeling to two young girls that I'm in this business that gives me nothing that I struggle with, that I, that I let, uh, determine my sense of self-worth. Is that what I'm going to model? I didn't even realize it was as extreme. I mean, I did, but I thought I'd healed that, but I was still doing it. And and I hate to, to admit that it's because they that it was them that inspired me to get stronger, but I remember saying, like, I want to be proud of what I do and be able to talk about it in a way that is empowering to my girls. Because I think in the beginning I just didn't talk, they were young enough that I didn't have to talk about it. But then the older they get and they're like, now what what do you do? Where are you going? And it it, it started out as I tell stories, I help tell stories because they understood that. But as I've gotten older, I really uh, want to be able to, and so that's where I've become more interested in writing, producing, directing, teaching, things that make me feel uh, like uh, just somebody more proud to present to my girls. Yeah, not at the mercy of somebody else. Yeah. Um, Yeah, not that I don't still love acting, because I do.
1: They will will remember all of this, having a no pressure three 24 year old but it's really that they come back and tell you the truth about about what that was and the more you can be present for them and honest with them and and get them to remind you of what they need you know the more that they will grow up with that modeling and that sense of i get what you do and i and i respect it and i care about it and I I want that some of that for myself.
0: And so what's clear is they're watching, right? And so with that mirror in front of you, which has been uh, eye-opening for me, like I had all my shit together and all the therapy was done and it was all tied up in a bow.
1: Then my kids (laughs) arrived and it was like, oh shit, (laughs) the bow. I'm a mess again and I need
0: to rework all this stuff again in this context of Mm -hmm. these two beautiful children looking at me, you know, and and mirroring where I'm at. So uh, given that they're watching, (laughs) um, uh, what what kind of actor or industry professional do you want to be now for them?
5: <laughs> well, you I, you have, for, in my experience, can I, I relate very much to something you said? It's like I have found doing some kind of putting effort into defining myself outside of the industry. And it's not even so much that I ever consciously define myself by the industry, but like my whole life. My whole young adult life up until now was pretty much in pursuit of work. My industry was this industry. And it doesn't offer comfort, which is to say it can often make you, and I remember distinctly having a moment going like, I can't, I don't want to model for my son like this fucking nervous wreck yeah, right, who somehow, right. and I think because a lot of us have artistic aspirations or come from you know, these other drives that then we try to marry to this industry, we're looking for meaning in, in in life. You know, I think everybody is to a degree, but maybe there's a conscious component of like, I, I wanna, there's, I'm looking for something, I'm looking to find meaning. And it. I've s- slowly and very kind of drastically realized like, I'm not gonna find fucking meaning in this industry. Like there's no way to find, it's not there, it's a job, you know what I mean? And so divorcing myself from like broadening the horizons, you know what I mean. Like just building a portfolio that 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 kind of toiled in in an economy that might be a little bit more loving and graceful than just transactional and win or lose, you know. Because when you feel like you're winning, you run the risk of maybe modeling an ego that's too strong, and when you're losing, perhaps you run the risk of modeling an ego that's too weak, you know, and, and suffering. And that didn't look like a fun thing to put Mm -hmm. out to a young boy either, particularly when you're thinking, like, does he know that I love him? (laughs) You know what I mean? In those early years, like, does he know, do I know how to communicate that? Do I, what the fuck am I doing? And my wife just seems so, she struggled, you know, in the way that... You know, moms who bear a lot of the burden, particularly in the early years, struggle. But also, she just looks so fucking good at it to me. You know what sure. I mean? And, and, and I was, I think, scared and had a place to hide. You know what I mean? Sure
1: yeah you've talked Heather about about the integrating your daughter and modeling for her uh, what are the struggles in that what when does it not work and when does do you feel like uh, you know that I, I need to do this now and she's pulling at me here and how do I you know what, what when does it become a challenge
3: well those situations happen a lot like probably almost every week okay because I since I do have This is something I struggle with and I talk to my husband a lot. I am spread way too thin. Mm. I have way overextended myself between my business, my job, my family life, my podcast, Mm. social media stuff. And occasionally I do get to act (laughs) every now and then. Um, And I also have a TV show in development now as well. So I'm spread way too thin. And I realize this and it is something that I'm still trying to figure out in my own life and how I can cut back in some areas. Um, and there are, just just we're all being very honest here, there are times when I say to her, I cannot play with you right now, I have to go and return about 50 emails, yeah. and then when I come back I promise we'll, we'll play. Or I'll say to her, I'm so sorry, I have to go to do this premiere, I will come, when I come back, I'll tuck you in, you know, whatever. Um, I'm just very honest with her about it, and I try to make up for it in other ways. Um, taking a Saturday off, we'll go to the park or something, or we'll go do something fun, Chuck E. Cheese, she loves. you know. So I try to, if I know I'm going to be um, missing out on something, or not be able to be there for her in some way, I really do try to make it up to her when
1: I can. And that time with her, you separate and you, it's not, you're not breaking yourself between I'm, I'm talking to you, I'm playing with you, but the phone is here. You just give her your, uh, your time. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I make and sure that's the that important I have, thing. I make sure yeah. that I have
3: those times with her because otherwise yeah. I'm, I'm not fulfilling promises I making in her. And I also just myself feel tremendous guilt. And I feel really bad that I have let my career in so many ways, um, take over so much of my life. And I try to get as much done between the hours of eight and four that I can, you know, when I pick her up. Um, but sometimes it's just not possible. And I explained to her, you know, I'm very honest with her. I'm like, I'm sorry, mommy's overcommitted this week, and I promise I'll make it up to you next week or whatever. Well, I think
4: that's the key, though, too, yeah. is, that, is that you're saying, Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to spend X number of time doing right. this. Yeah. This is my job, and then I will be. Yeah. And, and then show and up I, for that. Yeah. And yeah. I try to yeah. be.
3: Yeah. And I try to just be really open with her about that. So yeah. she doesn't think that I'm just like all work and, you know, and then that's my priority because it isn't. She is my priority. But there are times when we get busy as, you know, people and we have responsibility. I have people that are depending on me or waiting for me on certain things, and I can't let that go but there is there's always that sense of guilt where you're like oh, why? but i you know i
1: think those boundaries and that clarity of that is mm-hmm. is is good for kids yeah because they get to understand oh i don't you know i i have to let that go and and and, and fend for myself for a few minutes or you know mm-hmm. feel like i can t- she's going to come back and take care of yeah. things but also understand that there are boundaries like a,
3: no i'm not perfect like I'm not a perfect Great. person oh, yeah. and I'm and I'm I'm trying to do the best I can and pursuing my dreams and follow my career and also be a good mom to her but I let her know like mommy makes mistakes daddy makes mistakes we're not perfect but we love you more than anything else in the world and I and my hope is that as she grows up and gets older that's what will resonate with her
5: and the the time element of working in this industry can be absolutely fucking absolutely. merciless yeah. like the fact that you yeah. said Take a Saturday off is <laughs> right. profound, yeah. Yeah. you know. And I and I remember coming off a series that ran for nine years. One of my great takeaways was I saw just as many families break up. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's and when it's working, and that's what I found so hard is when it's working, it's working, but it does not give it away for free. Even mm-hmm. when it's rewarding you handsomely, it will suck you up into sixty. That was a big thing for me too. I, I was watching number one on the last series I did, who was working about twenty. Three out of 24 hours in the day and then flying over and I thought like man that looks like fucking hell mm-hmm. yeah. like it, listen it's a good job it's a fine job but there's nothing that is that rewarding right. that you want to devote every waking hour to it's just not that good frankly
0: and what Why was that I mean, yeah I was going to say now, what was that experience for you Anna just in as much as not only were you series regular you were number one on the call sheet and there were stunt days and like on and on like how, do you, how did you navigate in terms of your time
4: well I think then I mean so the, the series ran for five yeah. seasons and so I had Sam right before season four and it was a crazy season that we had new people on it was just the hours were just all over the place and I remember thinking okay this is what I need to do I go to set I beat people up I'm covered in fake blood you know all that kind of stuff <laughs> and then I come back to my trailer and I take a moment and I'm like Sam's in there not alone. He's with my husband. Um, and I, I'm going in and I'm going to make sure he knows that he's the most important thing that I'm about to, that he's the most important person I'm going to see. So i go in with my fake blood on and I'd be like, Hey, and he was excited. And I really made sure to do that. Um, which worked for a season. Uh, but the other thing we haven't talked about yet is sort of what self care looks like Mm -hmm. when you, for anyone, frankly, but you know, I was really burnt out at the end of that season. Boy, was I burnt out! <laughs> um, and then, you know, the next season was the final one, and we had it sort of down by then. But it's when it comes to self care, I feel like I feel like moms in particular. When, it, when you know the message is like you've got to take care of yourself you've got to take time for yourself and then the next word is always go get a manicure for some reason <laughs> I don't
1: know why um, because it feels like the only time you can get yeah. away and for 10 minutes and that's yeah. all you can do for yourself and yeah. there's
4: nothing yeah. wrong with going for a manicure yeah. obviously yeah. but I think it has to be more than that yeah, yeah. it's just it's a, that's an idea it's an idea yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a full body <laughs> well it has it to it be in, a yeah. full a full mind it's a, a different it's a, a mind Yeah. it's the intention yeah you kind of have to I feel like it's it's so you know I, there was a, a naturopathic doctor I was working with at the time and he was I was like gosh you know I was pregnant and I was thinking how am I going to fit this baby into this crazy life working 16 hours a day and he was like you won't you will fit your life around your baby mm-hmm. and I was like oh yeah oh, that's so much that's so much more comforting I'm mm-hmm. it's still going to be insane but the mental shift of that for me was so profound I was sure. like of course that's what we're going to do yeah. and it was just that shift that really helped
0: us and the trick is the industry didn't get the memo right so like yeah. so then it requires a significant I think each of you is articulating this a significant pushback against the industry, which has no interest in you know what you're challenged by. Mm-hmm. I told you to be here at a certain time, and and frankly, maybe it is different. You're number one on the call sheet. Uh, if you're not comfortable, or if it doesn't work for you, then the show has to, on some level, you know, uh, alter. But um, I just was coaching this uh, remarkably talented actor who's had a really wonderful career. Uh, anyone would look at any metric by any metric and say that this person is really successful. Um, they have. Uh, two young kids and the agent just dropped that actor uh and the agent she um who also has kids said i just uh, i i can't i just i mean and and um, i can't what I, I, you're not around as much as oh, i oh. need you to be around yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that agent i suspect has a meeting with all the other partners uh, in that company and they're going down the roster and thinking numbers and who's paying the mortgage this month and and or the last year frankly because there's two young kids involved in this and they think this actor is is not that person so um so it it is uh um it, it uh, is not even disrespect it's just disinterest we're moving forward and that's it uh
2: i I'm keep having uh the thought like wow it's um such a different experience being employed with a new baby and and not being employed as an actor with a new baby. And mm. I'm imagining all the listeners who might have babies who aren't working. Yeah. And there were so many things that changed for the better, even as I was not employed most of the time in that I didn't, I did not have the time to give it that I had given it before I had anxiety. kids. Yeah. the anxiety, the worry, the, the running the lines, the overworking at the obsessing about my appearance and the outfit and my hair and my makeup. It got to the point where I had my mom outfit, my lawyer outfit <laughs> and my casual business outfit. And I grabbed it and stuck it on without thinking about it. I knew how to get my makeup on in five minutes didn't wash my hair for eight days, could go that long and still have it look okay. <laughs> and I had my system and suddenly I was like, what was all that other time spent <laughs> yeah. doing? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. What I- me, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it
1: worked. And you know what? Every actor I've seen come in yeah. for an audition who is a new parent or, or or putting time into parenting, man or woman or or other, um, is and when they give up all that crap like you know the perfect hair and yeah. the perfect line memorization and the perfect makeup and all and uh, all that stuff and just say you know i'm here i'm a human you know i'm here to it, it changes people drop in differently they care about the real things the human things you know the hmm. the real values of the work and that translates and sometimes people say it certainly to me you know and i go great fine it's cool yeah you look fantastic don't worry about it or you know You'll they'll get they'll do take care of you on the day. There's plenty of people who are paid for that. But I see a huge shift in actors, which is a beautiful one, and I think other people do too. When when you just can't obsess any longer, and nor should you. And the work starts to become the real work starts to become important.
0: Other interesting shifts. There, there's a moment in procedural dramas or whatever, when the cops go to the guest star's house, and the cops say your son's dead or whatever the thing is kidnapped and the, the non-parents who are the guest stars start crying in that moment and the parents go what do we do? What are they, well, How do we they, they don't because they don't allow them they know that you can't allow yeah. yourself to go yeah. to that place of yeah. weeping they go to action which is an interesting They go. To, they become. I yeah
1: I had I had an audition thing that I did where a bunch of women came in and there was a scene on a plane and it was about the hero who was a doctor who was going to come running from the back of the plane to save the day but in the meantime the woman's son was dying she thought and they couldn't land the plane right and and woman after woman after woman actor after actor came in and and just fell into a puddle on the floor of course it was written by a man and he wrote she falls into a a puddle on the floor sorry about that and it was and it was and i was thinking what and i would give them adjustments and try to get them and then one person came in and just became a warrior like this fierce and she was yelling at the pilot land the plane you know and and i was like yeah yeah land the plane and you know when it was over i thought i said i said what was the impulse that got you there she goes fuck i'm a parent and if i had to you know if i was in this situation there's no time and she goes, i don't know what this is about falling on the floor in a puddle like there is no time for that i have to save my kid i get that you know and 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 she was amazing and she got the part and and she was the only parent in that lineup i knew that so that spoke so strongly sure. to and what we that want to be was. clear about this
0: like you know we're not trying to undermine anyone who's not a parent or trying mm-hmm. to be a parent or any of that no. but but what it speaks to though is that uh, either by choice or by happenstance parents uh, are forced to think of something bigger. There is a higher power all of a sudden, and you can find that in whatever you find that in, sobriety or some sort of calling for you, but there's something that is more important than booking uh, the next job or the validation from the industry, which I think serves uh, actors, uh, whatever the reason.
1: And I think parents who work are warrior-like. I think, really, and and actor parents, I think you guys are are warriors, And, and yet, Learn how to bring your hearts to the work, and that's the lesson in this.
4: Right. It's also nice too to see, you know, maybe ten years ago or so, I was I would look to the sort of generation ahead of me of actors and think, oh, you have a you have a daughter, oh, you have a son, oh, wow, like that's it's inspiring to know that you can still be this incredible actor and potentially have this full career, but also have a a family and children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was you know, I, it felt like either or to me when I started.
5: And then there's a home for all of that work too. You know what I mean? Like, the you can cultivate the ability to love and all that stuff, and it'll never land in the industry. It doesn't. It doesn't. You don't often get the sense that it lands or that it, or that it pays off. You know what I mean? But I, what I'm saying is, is like at home. So I made the choice I made to kind of stop working and hang around a little bit, and you know other things, and blah, blah 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 and I felt crazy. I was like, how the fuck am I going to, and I'm, I'm a, I'm the sole working parent in, in our operation. How am I going to do, like, what is wrong with you? Why the fuck are you doing this? You, 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 get, you know, the industry's not going, Hey, thank God you're doing this. You know, your kid's going <laughs> to, yeah. your kid's going <laughs> to love you. And this is great. You know, you're, you're so generous. Um, <laughs> And it takes time to build relationship and to develop, you know, trust and create new rhythms and systemic changes. I'm I'm constantly humbled at how difficult changing systems is, you know, in whatever way. Um, all to say that. In the fall, I took a job that took me out of town. I went out of town once, and then I was going out of town again. And I was leaving on a Tuesday, and Monday night is, is my night at home, uh, one of my nights at home with Henry because my wife is out doing something. And we're sitting on the couch, and we're chatting, and I'm, I'm sort of packing. He looks at me, he goes, man. And this didn't dawn on me until I was on the um, plane the next day. He was like, it's so weird that you're going out of town. And he's like, I got so used to you being around and energy said it and then i was on the plane the next day and i went fuck yeah like right yeah. okay and that's and there's a there's suddenly there's like a payoff for this stuff that yeah. industry doesn't pay it but your friendships will pay it back any love relationship will pay it back but it exists in a different way I think between a child and a parent, you know, and there was something so gratifying about it. It wasn't like, you know, a fucking unicorn didn't show up, the clouds didn't part. It felt very matter of fact until it hit me the next day and was like, I'm not crazy. And I think you know. what's interesting
0: is that the the because the industry is what it is and it's not it's not even a villain, it just like doesn't have that ability, no. uh, is that it can start robbing you of that of your humanity. So there's yes. something about um, that home that you talked about where you're forced as a practice because there are you know eyes looking at you um, that demand your mm. your uh, presence and your heart that you practice that there. Um, yeah. Can
5: I add That's one thing good. to that? I, I just I had a moment yesterday where the industry hurt my feelings in a way that it hasn't done in a long time. That felt uniquely personal. And then in processing that, I found myself in the end trying to find some peace. Going, people are warm, business is cold.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? Oh, I love and, that.
5: And it just I helped love that. because it, yeah. it it stayed. Because my impulse immediately wanted to be like, I'll fucking show these motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm yeah, a, and yeah, then it yeah. was like, no, no, no. I don't want to do that. I've killed enough in my life. And you know there are a lot you know? of parents
1: in this industry, but they many of them who are agents and managers and producers, That's they've right. found a way to have a regular enough life and a stable enough job right. that and they've worked out a system and they and they're not first of all required to bring their this kind of vulnerability to their work right. and also it's not as irregular and so, you know, they they've they may be warm, but the work that they do may just become cold and they may get to that place of we need to drop this actor and they may lose their vulnerability, humanity, and empathy yeah. and compassion, you know, which is something you guys can't lose because that's who you are right. as creatures. What were you gonna say, Kate?
2: Well, I was gonna say with all I'm fascinated by how many things you're doing. Heather, I am inspired are you saying you get that done without any help, or do you, uh, this is just the practical part of me that wants to, no. know. She wants to know. How can I do that? How Do you do have do yeah. a nanny? Uh-huh. I
3: don't have a nanny, no. I do everything
2: When? That's and like she's crazy. got a wedding so ring She's got two husbands. <laughs> but that's not fair. I should not say I do everything
3: myself. I have an amazing husband who is a tremendous support to me and has been incredible. And he does, I'm lucky that he does have a nine to five, so he can he takes my daughter to school every day because he knows sometimes I'm up late at night working and emailing, and so he takes her in the morning and I pick her up in the afternoon with a wonderful, like, routine. But I don't have a nanny or anything like that, no.
0: And, but here's the thing, I, like, I think this speaks to everyone's different, and, and yeah. I realize, I thought I would be the best parent ever, <laughs> and I'm realizing, oh, I have all these limitations, oh, like yeah. so many limitations. Well, well it'll bear that and, to you no matter who you are, right? right. Yeah. I think but, we could yeah. all... But, but even, model- like, it turns yeah. out it yeah. requires a certain level of organizational skills, sure. you like uh-huh. to do all the things you want to do, and uh, divvying up your time, uh, uh, all that stuff is challenging. I had a conversation with uh, uh, someone who was very, very close to me, um, and... She said she was crying and she said uh, I'm a better parent because I work and what she was saying was this is Six seven years ago and her you know kids are amazing and what she was saying was When I am away from them at work filling myself up and then coming back for a shorter period of time uh, I can be more present with them Uh, So there's something about you know every birth is unique in individual every parent every kid. It's all so different.
1: Yeah, that was like it was like that for me. I think for a long time, I because I loved certain kind of work I did, Mm. and it would fill me up, and then I could come home and be that for my kids. And now they see that they go that. Had value for you because I can talk to them there in their early 20s, and that's huge to be able to know that about yourself, you know. And yet, to, like you were saying, to be able Heather to be able to then when you do come home to be present because I do see parents who are they come home but they're working while they're making dinner and on their phones and yelling at people on the phone in front of their kids, and then their kids now at age two are are on iPads and phones, and everybody's fractured, and and that's that's what they're modeling. It's what you you know so. That's an important distinction. Well, and I think that that
2: lends itself to what I was going to say, which is one of, uh, I definitely know I'm a better parent when I'm working. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is when the job doesn't present itself as it's like, well, I got to go for three months, or I'm now in town but working consistently, to be a self starter and choose that over being at home is mm-hmm. uh, a really it challenges you daily to be like I have to because I will just get sucked in right. and suddenly there I am at play dates and I'm like what about your deadline you gave yourself to finish that script you want to write you are now parenting a lot and then so it's you have to be really I am learning to be better with where do I want to be at this moment and if it is in the play date for today be there but then make sure I'm making the space for the work I need to do even if the paycheck isn't presenting itself on my desk to justify it mm-hmm. and say well I'm I'm providing for you. I may be potentially providing for you or working my way toward providing you but I'm also filling myself You're up. You're filling yourself yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Which is I huge. Mean, I
4: think the other thing that's like the industry also offers a gift. I think because there are parents who don't who can't have to work three jobs
1: Oh, God, yeah. They they have to work three jobs, and there's
4: no other choice, and they have to make that work. Right. And if you, you know, we're in an industry that allows flexibility, if you have the right support, um, that can reward you financially Mm. for periods of time. And so while it's frustrating, it also is, it is a gift, I think, to have some say in how hard you want to push Mm -hmm. and how much more you want to be home. Um, trying to balance it is yeah. super challenging, but I think that we're also lucky.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I look at my own suffering in the Buddhist sense, not like torturous, but like of my wife and me right now with a five month old and a five and a half year old, uh, and then just extrapolate single moms or, you know, uh, my mom, uh, was just her for, for a long time. Uh, you think of how stressful that has to be. Yeah add to that financial stresses or mm-hmm. uh, any sort of other situations. That's, and, uh, and and it's yeah.
1: about then stopping in all of the suffering, whatever it is for right. any of us, right. and realizing what's in front of you. Right. You yeah. know, this family, these children, this this love.
4: And I grew up with a mom in the arts, and I grew up... and, and she and
0: Your mom is amazing. She's she, just like... She's yeah. pretty amazing. Can you t- t- talk about in what capacity she's in the arts? Go for it. She's an
4: acting teacher right. at, a, at a liberal arts university. So... Um, it was part of a, you know, a, an arts program, but I mean, I'm so close to my mom. I called her on the way to this podcast mm-hmm. to say I'm going to do the podcast. <laughs> okay, so. yeah, like that's, that's how great. much we yeah, talk yeah. and we share everything. But um, you know, there were periods of time where she'd be rehearsing a play, and so I would come home from school. And there was a babysitter, and the babysitter would make me dinner and put me to bed for you know a couple months at a time. But then the show was over, and my mom was there all the time. So I got this balance. You know, I loved it. I think at the time I thought, I remember getting really angry with my mom and a friend of ours, a family friend who were over. I was like, God I just want you guys to be normal. Can you guys just have normal (laughs) conversations? And they're like, well, what do you want us to talk about? And I was like, like like about shopping and stuff like that because they were just so... Artie I just not fit into my, my vibe at the time. Right. Um, and so they, of course, they started talking about shopping and funny accents. just to play. Right. And, um, and look but at you now. Back, yeah, looking back, it was the best thing. Yeah. You know, it was the best thing to have a mom that was so creative and loved what she did loved so Loved what much. she did. Yeah, that's the And then the when thing. I went into this business, she, I mean, she understood what I was doing. Mm. She understood what a victory was, mm. you know?
1: Yeah.
5: It's nice to make space for that too in the way you did cuz I find myself like I'm you know in terms of any sort of regular or substantial kind of work experience I'm I'm on a 3 year dry spell you know what I mean and the the great opportunity in that is has been a real in what that the family brings to that kind of equation and the kind of privilege that can exist within this industry is I find myself more and more able to go, but what a gift. What a gift this time has been. What a treat. Yes, I don't have total control over the way it's all working all the time, but I mean, thank God. You, you know, you know want what to I mean? Miss any of that. And you don't want to miss any you of that. Yeah. You, you, can't yeah. well, you yeah. can't, don't miss any of Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. Yeah, it's very
5: easy to get cons- consumed with what you either want or perceive you don't have. I think it's much harder to hold space with what's holding you up, you know what I mean, when you feel like you're in pursuit of something.
1: Sure. You know? and I will say, I know
3: you asked earlier if I had any help or a nanny, and I don't, but only because I'm very lucky and I don't want to you know downplay this at all I'm very lucky that my job is very flexible I set my own hours and I decide at NBC what I want to cover each week and if it's not something that fits into my schedule if it's not bringing me joy <laughs> to be able to do it then I just don't do it right. and they have been so great about that and having your own podcast and creating your own, business and outlet and all of that. Also, I'm number one on my call sheet for Motherhood in Hollywood. So right. I can decide if I want to go to something or if I can bring my daughter or how that fits into my schedule. So I I feel very lucky in that way and I want to make sure I'm very transparent about that. It's not like I'm over here like I don't have a lot of stuff going on but I, I'm in control of the stuff that I do which is so yeah. empowering as an actor because sometimes we feel like we have no control over who hires us, or what jobs we're going to get from day to day, and we—it just you start to feel a little bit like helpless. Um, so I feel very lucky that I get to have some control of. Everybody.
2: Yeah, I just want to point out you're calling yourself lucky, but I'm just saying you did that. Yeah. So I, yeah. we can maybe, call that maybe for fortunate, <laughs> maybe fortunate, fortunate. Yeah. But and, like, smart yeah. and smart, smart. Yes, and responsive. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know.
1: Go on.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Gorgeous. laughs> it's not. That's
1: not easy for yeah. everybody, yeah. and especially when you're an actor who has rendered yourself powerless and at the mercy yeah. of the industry. It's hard to, you know, to do all that, and for young actors listening who don't have families or don't even aren't thinking about families, whatever that is you know this is the time to start to take control of things because as you get older you know you're going to need to be able to set some ground rules for yourself take care of yourself exercise self-care beyond manicures take care of your family um you know and engage with your artistic self in ways that are significant and that's that's one way to do it and do it now
3: we live in a world now where we can create so many things with Um, uh, access to YouTubes, all the social media, you know, whatever we could all, we could film a movie on our phone if we wanted to edit it on our phone. There's so many options and opportunities for people to create and take control of their career and their destiny. And that's another thing I would tell my younger self, like don't be afraid to step out and make your own stuff and make your own way because you know, nobody is going to come up to you and go, I want to make you a star. Like this isn't the 1950s anymore. That doesn't really happen. Make your own way. And, to, and, and it's also just very empowering as an actor, um, to be able to do that. So.
1: Absolutely. And I, I think because I did that for so much of my career, I can tell you that my daughter who is, uh, 22 and a half, uh, saw that and and Hmm. and for the times i struggled she will be a warrior for herself and for the times i triumphed she will use that as her banner forward and so we can do that for our our kids and for uh ourselves it's huge anything else anybody want to say before we wrap up any final parenting tips or acting (laughs) slash
4: anything no this is great thank you you. you so much for being a part of this yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. well thank you all and thank you all for being vulnerable and honest and bold about your life experience in this so of course here's to actor parents to parenting to acting to softness vulnerability and and uh, all that We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor.
0: Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing.
1: So here at the BGB studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy.
0: There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. We are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now.
1: So sign up now to secure a spot and get to work. Go to braemangarciabrawn.com slash classes or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free and it's our privilege to do so. If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world.
0: Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. Come visit us online at the bgbstudio.com. Jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful.